You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. It's the first one. It's happening. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You seem so apprehensive. You seem scared. You should. It's a horror podcast. I'm terrified. Everyone should be scared right now. I'm freaked out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked about this, as you would say. Um, but I mean, I've been podcasting for a little bit, but this is my first time really jumping into something that I'm like, I can really nerd out about. And I think that you can nerd out about and I think it's going to be a good time. Oh, man. Yeah, I can nerd out about anything that gives me the platform to share opinions that I have that are maybe not necessarily respected by others or need to be heard by others, but I'm glad people will be. Yeah, and at worst, or honestly, best case scenario, we just have audio of us talking and you just get to hear your own voice. And I like that. Those are the projects I love the most. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's just me. In fact, when I do the play back in the future, I'm just going to cut your audio and it's just me talking good out into the ether and i love it i mean i still will have mine so i can still lull myself to sleep with my own voice yes but you know what i feel like we should introduce ourselves i mean we did a good job in terms of letting people know that we're narcissists at this point Dope. but i'm sneak what's your name oh i'm andrew thanks for asking mm-hmm. you're welcome and we decided to do this podcast about horror because we are two black nerds that love horror movies yes we are both black nerds um black geeks maybe i know nerds because nerds got good grades yeah nerds got good grades geeks are like fucking weirdos (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah fuck we're not that yeah don't don't get those two messed up (laughs) do not get it mixed up (laughs) but yeah i mean you and i met like Oh my god, like a year ago. Yeah, I've been getting, uh, you know, dumb social media memory things, and they're of, like, the process of auditioning for wrong kind of talent, and then doing wrong kind of talent. Oh my god, yeah. So we were, I guess to give background to the single listener that we have. Um... (laughs) Hi, mom. Hi, Andrew's mom. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's not even listening to this shit. But uh, um, yeah. Yeah, we met like a year ago because we both auditioned for a sketch show. And we were the two uh the two blacks. We we were the uh <laughs> we were the diversity points. I remember when we showed up when we showed up to the first rehearsal and it was like we auditioned together. We did audition together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then it, then we were talking it's like yo did you think you were gonna get in and i'm like it's not that i think i'm super talented in the art of sketch and comedy but when i see diverse applicants wanted then i'm like yeah it's a good shot it's a good shot i made it same you're like all right this is my odds are my favorite yeah (laughs) but we got to know each other through doing that and then a few months ago we decided to do which apropos diversity hire which is our own sketch show (laughs) what a group what a wonderful group shout out to the uh we know they're listening they better be listening (laughs) like right now they're not going to listen when it's in a clear-cut edited form but they're outside our windows right now clearly avoiding the stay-at-home order Oh, yeah, no, I Molly is standing across the street. I see her. She has a boombox over her head right now. <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess through getting to know each other, we realized that we both were fans of horror and decided to do this podcast, because why not? Fun fact, I have another podcast, which I'm going to plug. It's called um, Everybody Wants Something. It's a Degrassi podcast. My podcast host, host uh, co-host in that show is also biracial, so nice you 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 attract us yeah i just i just attract light-skinned people from near and far yeah i don't know if you can hear it but i'm light-skinned 
uh, I need everyone to hear that. And I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm dark-skinned. I know um, you can hear it. It's very important to me that my mom knows this. Again, <laughs> the only one listening. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm interested in knowing just like what has been your horror jo- like journey? Like what brought you to this moment that you decided, yeah, horror podcast is a good idea? Uh, I think it's a pretty lackluster in the sense that when I was in high school, I liked horror movie. I would say I never had an aversion to it, but I never sought them out. But then I had a friend in high school who very much loved horror movies. And it was the thing of always going to his house a couple nights a week. And then on the weekends, we'd just watch all these ridiculous horror movies. Mm -hmm. Just think, you know, things that at the time, if weren't mainstream things he's like oh yeah this movie was banned in 40 countries we need to watch it (laughs) and i'm like okay man yeah let's do that so then that just i think set me up to not hate horror movies and then ever since i've just if something looked good i would watch it and if it happened to be a horror movie i would very much and plus i think i just like watching horror movies with people in general because people either like it Mm -hmm. or they they are scared shitless and there's no in between and then especially now because everything's making a statement uh, horror (laughs) movies are you know i'm like you watch a movie and you're like that is so clever that is so sharp and Mm -hmm. then just even watching horror movies and the the shots they get and the techniques they use uh depending you know like the time that it was shot what year and you're like man that looks digital but then you find out it's not and you're it's like you are ingenious not that you know non-horror movies don't do that but i feel it's underappreciated in horror absolutely like especially like the really awesome like practical effects i think that were so common in like honestly any place like before the 80s before people really got into like the computer like generated stuff it's 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 an art form that I think, like you said, is underappreciated because people just think it's schlock. And it's like, no. Do you want to watch Tom Savini somehow like manage to make it look realistic? The guy got shot in the head, and he did it with like practical effects. That's, right. That's a skill that I wish I had <laughs> <laughs> on my resume. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm very outgoing. I'm QuickBooks certified. I can make it look like you've been shot in the head with practical effects. I know how to make really realistic brains. <laughs> Inquire within. <laughs> well, Sonique, what what was your horror journey that brought you to want to put that kind of shit on your resume? Well. Um, so I started watching horror movies at a very young age, at a too young age. Um, so I grew up with, um, my parents are immigrants from Liberia. I grew up with, um, an older sister who's nine years older than I am and a cousin who's eight years older than I am. And at the time, I think, I want to say like the first horror movie I saw was like in the first grade. I think it was The Omen. Like I have very strong memories of just being very scared of the omen. And I think that was like my first, like (laughs) my first memory of life was watching the omen, (laughs) but it wasn't, but it it might as well have been. But um, yeah, so they were older and they were into watching horror movies as you are when you're a teenager in the nineties and there's nothing to do, but go to Blockbuster on the weekends and get like, get a bunch of movies. So they would get Halloween or Friday the 13th or Scream or whatever on VHS and we would go home and watch it and I was allowed to join them but the one caveat was that I was not allowed to watch any sex scenes or nudity so (laughs) I had to cover my eyes whenever that happened but just intense violence that was fine I was allowed to watch all of that (laughs) sex nudity cover your eyes cover your ears you can't look at this This explains so much about you. Please keep going. It truly does. Whenever I tell people that story, they're like, oh, I I get you now. I'm like, yeah, I get me too. Um, Yeah, so I started with that. And in the beginning, a lot of that stuff would just terrify me. But I think think it was one part becoming desensitized to it because I was exposed super young. And another part of just kind of being fascinated with what scares people. 
and just like realizing like how much that says or what that says about an individual or like a culture i think especially once i started branching out and watching like foreign horror films and like that's so weird that that same trope comes up in like like spanish horror movies that oftentimes have a weird spanish civil war undercurrent because it was such an important <laughs> moment in their history <laughs> almost yeah. all that were like weird this keeps popping up oh it was the most horrific thing to happen to all of you i get it now versus <laughs> like, like i you know, I like I tell people all the time, it's like if you want to know anything about a culture, like learn about what scares them. I think it tells you everything you need to know about a culture or people. It's just what keeps them up at night. So I've gotten into it, I think, from almost like a weird, like anthropological, like like fascination of why certain things are scary versus other things or and even like you mentioned, like watching horror movies, like over certain decades and time periods and like how this is scary now but then 20 years ago that wasn't something anyone was watching you know so yeah if anyone wants to read more about this Sonique's master's thesis was on (laughs) (laughs) horror amongst the continents (laughs) it should have I wish I had gone to school for that like for like film studies because I would have definitely written something like that (laughs) So yeah, that's that's how we got here. That's solid. <laughs> <laughs> I could, uh, and you, yeah, and we're like a uh, sure Jan. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we're done now. He's like, okay, you fucking geek. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was, I just love how you have more of this amazing backstory to like. It's like when you. Like so to all also to my mom who's listening right now. Um <laughs> so I went to school for music and it's like when you're f- learning your you're learning about your classmates and it's like yeah I came from this broken home and you know I lived in the bad part of town and the only way to get out was just just practicing my clarinet every day so I could get a scholarship and you know get out of there and make a name for myself playing the clarinet. And then it gets to someone like me, and I'm like, I like the drums. This, they sounded nice, and I was I was pretty good at it, so I figured I'd go to school for it. <laughs> it's like we both ended up in the same place, but that person's journey was way more epic. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever gets you to the destination, it's like, does it literally matter? Exactly. Thank you. It doesn't matter, but no, I think it's it's funny though because. In my experience, and I think what also like inspired doing this podcast is that black horror fans exist, but we're not represented like in most media. So like when I listen to a lot of podcasts or a lot of like YouTubers who do like reviews, they're all white and male. And it's funny because like it's just it's just an odd thing because like we're we're there and we also create horror. I mean, fucking get out was like the biggest thing to happen in like last five years. And that brought in a huge, like, diverse audience. But it's just so interesting how we're just not there. And I say all to say, like, it doesn't matter, Andrew, that your story is not that interesting. You're here now. <laughs> I've never felt more seen or validated in any aspect of my life. Um, well, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm really good at making everyone <laughs> yeah. feel important. <laughs> Solid. All right. This is going to be a good venture. This yes. is going to quickly just turn into, like, a a pep talk session for it's like oh man andrew be stoked life's life's great and i'm gonna be like yeah it is sonique thanks you're like see you later you're like tell me i'm pretty yeah we decided that we're gonna start off i think it's it makes sense that we're in chicago so why not start off with a horror movie that is set here um we're doing child's play from 1988 which used to scare the shit out of me because when I watched it, it was when I was still playing with dolls. <laughs> it's very upsetting. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, I remember, I can't remember what age I was, but I remember growing up, it's like, yeah, Chucky. And then I, I can't tell you the age, but I know it was much later than it should have been. I was an adult. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's called Child's Play and not Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and I'd seen like, 
movies or things where it's referenced, but still just somehow always skipped over the child's play title. <laughs> I think I probably heard it and it was just like, oh, I get it. They're just saying like it's a form of child's play with a murderous <laughs> doll. <laughs> but no, I get that, though, because I think it's, it's a similar syndrome as like, like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, Freddy Krueger. They'll just say like Freddy Krueger movies. Right. Like they, it has a name, like an actual name, but you just know it as like the the killer, which, I, you know, whatever. Chucky's, Chucky's very charismatic, so I get it. I know. That was one of the nicest surprises of, <laughs> of also, also this, my first time actually really seeing it was specifically for this podcast right now. So I tried to come at it with a not view of someone that is 29 watching it for damn near the first time <laughs> yeah i think it definitely makes a difference because most of the people i know i think it's similar to like the it miniseries it, oh, it yeah. sticks with you because you saw it when you were like a child and you watch it as an adult you're like this isn't scary <laughs> right <is> yeah <laughs> yeah man i also was watching it as um my favorite thing to do. So you like watching horror movies with people. I like watching them alone because I let the, my inner black woman out. And I just yell at the screen all the time. <laughs> so I seriously spend half the time just like talking to the screen. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, See, that's but... hilarious. That was that was growing up. That was my white mom. Like my my black dad would sit there just stoic as fuck. But my white mom's. It wasn't like a. It's like don't go in there. My mom would just be like ah ah. That's not a good idea. Don't don't do that. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I will say though, like, one of my favorite experiences is watching a good horror or like a, a fun horror movie with a black audience, like in a movie theater. Um, especially, I mean, Get Out was actually just a good movie, but when I saw it, it was in a black, the a mostly black theater, so it was an amazing experience of people just like. We're all afraid for the same fucking reasons. We also <laughs> had the most like moment of like fear. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, you should go see it. Um, at the very end, when the cop shows up, everyone's been scared oh, the whole yeah. time. But the scariest moment was that fucking cop, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Like it's done. Like so, uh, times. But child's play. Sneak <laughs> <laughs> is the master of segues and staying on topic. I'm so good. I'm so good. Um, was directed by Tom Holland, who also directed Fright Night and Thinner. Um, stars Catherine Hicks, Dinah Manoff, Chris Sarandon, Alex Vincent, and Brad Dourif. Short synopsis. When serial, well, when serial killer <laughs> Charles... <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, oh, girl. Uh-uh. Um, not even drunk yet. When serial killer Charles Lee Ray is mortally wounded in a police shootout, he uses a voodoo spell to transfer his soul to Chucky, a good guy's doll. So what were like, um, since this is your first time watching it, first impressions. Yeah. Oh man. I, after, when it, when it was all said and done, I'm like, yeah, this is, I thought overall, like it was pretty solid. Like, as just a movie experience, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not upset that I wasted an hour and a half of my life watching this. Um, but I will say, throughout the entire movie watching experience of it was just me being like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> it started off, because, you know, it's so ubiquitous, like now, especially, right? Mm -hmm. um, in, in 2020. Even if you hadn't seen it, you know of it. Or yes. there, you've seen something with that premise. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this, I know this murder is going to end up in that doll somehow. <laughs> How does it happen? And then <laughs> they get, the, it happens right away. Good on them. Getting straight to the point. <laughs> and then so, so the guy gets shut. I know we, we're not trying to go beat by beat, but I just love how this guy gets fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the chest he has enough time to stumble around screaming at the cop knock over a display of dolls do a voodoo incantation to transfer his soul to a doll and this cop couldn't fucking hear him 
to find him and finish the job. He was loudly going, like, this guy, this guy had, it was like Marco Polo and the guy could have won, but refused to play the game. <laughs> so, so with that setup, I was like, are you, what the fuck is this movie? Well, yeah, I think it's a great point. Cause I also noticed like when it happened and he gets shot and like, they're having a full shootout too. It's not like, oh, he just gets shot. It's like, it's a full shootout. Yeah. It's in Chicago. There's a f- fully empty street. There's nobody out. And I'm like, yeah. how is there nobody outside? And it's Wabash and Van Buren. Like, yes. th- there are people. <laughs> like, come on, man. Yes, absolutely. It's hilarious. And you know, it's funny. I actually, I didn't remember the opening to it. Like, I don't remember. Like, I don't think anything of the opening somehow does not stand out to me in my mind as a kid. I remember it from like later viewings. I don't know why that is. Maybe because like in the beginning it just wasn't scary. It was like, oh, it's like an action movie, like a, a cops chasing someone. I don't remember how. It, I, I think I went a, a, several years not knowing how the soul gets into the doll. <laughs> just knowing it's, that he was in there. Okay, you're right. I mean, as far as set, like not plot story setup, but just cinematography. It it was pretty mundane, and you're just like, okay, it's a shootout, and I could care less people get shot every day i want to see a man transfer his soul into a doll <laughs> which also happened in a very anticlimactic way i do have to it say did. i i did write down in my notes for this that my favorite line <laughs> was when <laughs> charles lee ray got shot and goes oh god i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I wrote that down because <laughs> I got a good I got a good laugh out of it. I mean, it's pretty fun. I mean, like, the whole premise is funny because it's also like, what's the point of this? Like, why did you do this? Like, why a like like I get it. He's a like a psychopath, like serial killer. But like, what were you planning on doing? Like, what was your next step? Maybe that's the, 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 you know, the fucking, like, type A person in me. I'm like, okay, but, like, what's the plan? What's the strategy here? Like, okay, you put your soul into this doll. Now what? Now what? What's your five-year plan? Okay. Because <laughs> like, now you're this fucking doll. And it's like, you have to sit around and wait until someone buys you. Right. Yeah. He's He, he was in it for the long haul. And even he at did- that point, it's like he gets purchased and immediately starts killing people. I'm like, okay, you're giving yourself away. Like, bro, chill. Well, he had two purposes in afterlife, and it was to murder his accomplice and murder that cop. And he's like, I, I don't know how long this doll life has to last. I, <laughs> I, I got to get to it. Which is also another crazy thing: the impetus for that that family getting fucked over by this doll is, um, <laughs> she, I mean, they clearly the shot of the store was like downtown. What I assume is like Macy's ish. Mm-hmm. And then so so what what white woman is going and buying back alley dolls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this is this is this would not happen. And not even just a white woman, she's a fucking mom from Seventh Heaven. So she's always a mom from Seventh Heaven for me. <laughs> so in my head she's a Christian, a good Christian woman, and she's going down this back alley with her fucking friend from a uh, fucking Greece. Because <laughs> that's that's uh, oh that's uh, the what's her name? Shit. The last name's Maraschino because she's like it's Maraschino like the cherry like that's oh yeah her name. yeah yeah she's in that so it's both of them fucking Greece and Seventh Heaven going in a back alley to buy dolls. Right. <laughs> uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's really ridiculous, and I also love that. So I realized in watching this movie, I have a thing for like horror movies with single moms <laughs> <laughs> i think it's also because my mom was a single mom i think i'm looking through a lot of like childhood stuff watching horror movies as an adult now because like i realized okay so we established like okay andy's mom is like an overworked single mom because like andy's making breakfast andy's like five fucking years old <laughs> he's making breakfast he's doing a terrible job at it but I love a horror movie with a single mom. I love The Sixth Sense. I love The Babadook. And it's all for the same reason. Because I'm like, oh, man, like this mom is so stressed. And she's got this kid who's a fucking idiot. And she has to save his life. But in the end, he kind of saves her. 
Like I Aww. love Aww. I love that story so much. <laughs> I mean, so. but I mean that kid also goes back to and this is me failing watching a movie from the late 80s and viewing it in that frame of mind. I'm just watching him like this fucking kid is one of the worst actors I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, can we talk? Because I literally made a note about child actors. What? How do, do you generally, when you watch kid actors, feel like this kid sucks? Because I feel that way. <laughs> yes, but I'm, I'm. It's a weird in between because I am, I'm of the vein where I'm like, well, they're a kid, you know, they they didn't go to Juilliard. They're still like 15 years out, maybe. Yeah. But, but also. <laughs> But, like, the caliber of child actor now is insane. You know, like, a five-year-old acting now it acts as well as the leads in the 80s, you know? Like, oh, an yeah. adult lead. So Full on. So I'm watching this kid, and it's just funny, though, because he's just like, it's like, all right, kid, say this line and look <laughs> in that direction. And, you know, it's like, that was the attention span they had to pull it off. <laughs> and then, and it's it's just very much like... Yeah, and I love... Yeah, it's just ridiculous. He's also kids. Well, there's that one scene. It's like um, towards the end of the movie where he's in the hospital and Chucky's in the room, right? It's before the doctors come to get, to get him. He has a scalpel. Is this he's, when he's stumbling over everything? <laughs> he's fucking walking back <laughs> down over every goddamn thing in the room. But besides that, the thing that really irked me is that He's looking around, but he's looking up the whole time. And I'm like, honey, Chucky is your height. You need to be looking straight ahead and down. Like, why are you, what do you think he's, he's going to jump from like the, I don't know, like the the vent system or something? Especially when you've already seen him walk in. He's in the room. He's hiding under something. He's not on top of anything. But it really bothered me because you know the director's like, okay, okay, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Vincent? No, Alex. Like, okay, Alex, you're really scared. Chucky's in the room. Okay, you're gonna look around. You're just, you're walking backwards. If you fall down over something, <laughs> that's that's better. We love that. We love it. <laughs> look around. The poor kid's looking up, and no one's calling cut and saying, "Actually, Alex, I need you look a little bit lower because <laughs> you look ridiculous." Well, he. It's weird too because he's stumbling backwards overall. I'm very fixated on this kid's lack of coordination <laughs> because he very easily could have been fine, but it, it's almost like the note was, "You have to be affected by the objects in the room," and he's just like, "Oh, I'm falling now." <laughs> like, We're gonna purposely set up obstacles for you as you walk through this room. Man, not uh to segue from the child. Mm-hmm. I did. I might have just missed this, and this could be a very bad note that I wrote. But I wrote, um, "Oh, this was <laughs> okay." This goes to the first kill when Chucky hammers her once, and I wrote, <laughs> "I wrote, I too spiral back ten feet when hit in the head." <laughs> I mean. Because, you know, it wasn't like the force blew her back. Even if I was shocked, I'm not, like, (laughs) careening out a window. And also, I was enamored with how fast this demon doll could run. And and it's only in the cutaways when it's, like, from the doll's POV or, Mm -hmm. like, really quick when they clearly have, like, a child in a Chucky suit. And you're like, "That, that thing could run in a marathon. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like how is like yeah you they should not have caught this thing and it no. should have killed everybody. They should have trained him for the Chicago Marriott. <laughs> I also wrote that 25 minutes in I noted I was aware of seeing black people for the first time, but they were cops and detectives, which I thought was interesting. Also homeless people in that alley. Oh uh, yeah. I guess I just try to see the black positive. people in in uh, <laughs> positions of not homelessness, <laughs> to put it, uh, you know. Okay, also, I also noticed, and I think it's because, um, so there's been like several ch- like uh, Child's Play sequels, right? Yeah. I think one of my favorites is probably two or three, but I realize the kill count in this movie is low. Like there's only five people, and that's including Chucky. Like the doll, 
yeah. dying. Like, there's, only, there's only five deaths, and they're not very gory, but I will say some of them are pretty creative. Or actually, like, a couple are pretty creative, right? Like, how do you feel about the kills? Well, I thought it was... From a weird... <laughs> realistic standpoint the fact that he killed anyone with those little doll hands impressive (laughs) and then on that note i was confused because i'm like is he constrained by being in a doll (laughs) because i'm like because i'm like how i was like did this doll all of a sudden just start weighing 200 pounds that you couldn't lift it off of you and pin it against a wall or does his weird voodoo strength he's like i have the strength of an adult man and I can therefore beat the shit out of you in this two foot doll body. That's a good point. Cause it's not clear what the, like the, the physics are in this movie, because on the one hand, he hits someone with a hammer once and it fucking throws them out of a window to their death. A, a toy hammer. A toy hammer. You're right. Cause it's not even like an act. It's a fucking toy hammer. If anything, she should be annoyed by him being like, it should be like a, a mile, like, ow, like you asshole, like not like a full on like, Ugh! but that happens. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have, like, cases where the mom very easily just, like, threw him into a fire. Right. Or threw him into the fireplace. Yeah, it wasn't very consistent. Uh, Tom Holland kind of sucked on that aspect. I know. Mm. This movie should have ended his career. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it almost did, but then he reincarnated himself as that little British boy and became (laughs) Spider-Man. Thank you. Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> He's like, ooh, directing hasn't been going so hot. I gotta <laughs> trans I gotta transfer my soul into this young boy. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just gonna act. Did you so I did some like research and the apartment building. I was trying to catch the sh- the street corner the apartment they lived in was because I could see the diversity um parkway sign, but I couldn't see the cross street. But it's the Brewster Apartments in Lakeview. That's like where the primary like shooting happens. Mm -hmm. But okay, maybe I'm a classist. How does the mom afford to live there? I was thinking that too, because it wasn't like a small, it was a two bedroom, nice size. I'm like, and not not to be a shit, but on Macy's salary, a jewelry attendant couldn't afford that but also it was the 90s if she has to go to so. back alleys to buy her son dolls i don't know if she can afford living in that apartment well maybe because she yeah she spends literally all of her wealth on being able to live there <laughs> that she can't like like andy hasn't eaten in months <laughs> it's like oh you it's like you little shit that was our month of food that you just threw on the floor trying to make me breakfast <laughs> Yeah, I also feel like that seems to be like really cute. I didn't think it's cute. <laughs> yeah, I had a, no, I had a, I had, like I said I have a I had a, not just a black mom and an African mom. If I had come to her with like a breakfast and I'm just spilling all this food, she would have yelled at me because she's like, "How much <laughs> money that fucking cereal costs?" I'm not, I don't buy you the generic brand cereal. I get you the good cereal so you don't have to feel like we don't have money and you're just wasting it all over the floor. <laughs> oh man, it would Dude. not have been a cute moment. Well. You know, they're clearly not doing so hot, which leads me to my next weird point, because Chucky and Andy had to take the fucking train down <laughs> to the south side. And yeah. my friend, what did I, what did I write? It was like, <laughs> no one questioned a little white boy with a doll all alone going down to 47th. <laughs> yes. Well, even further than 47th, because at one point when he finally... um Question, because so they say that he that Charles E. Lee Ray lived on Stony Island. Yeah, yeah. Or like around Stony Island, which is like pretty far south because I used to live in Hyde Park. So it's like it's far away from Lakeview. That's like the whole stretch of the goddamn city. <laughs> but yeah, it's like he took he took he, did, he they just hopped on the red line. And, Basically. And they're just like. But it's funny, too, because the train they were on. Like, went over the river, so it had to have been, like, the brown line or something. Yeah. We're thinking well, about this too he much. Took, he took more than one train. That's yeah. for sure. To I get that far from Lakeview, luck- yeah. Luckily, Chucky was there to give him his bus pass. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll tap you in, buddy. Don't worry. 
Chucky's like, it's for both of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, just jump jump the turnstile, Andy. No, don't don't fall into it like it's a fucking <laughs> medical room filled with not much equipment. <laughs> just jump the turnstile. Or literally just crawl underneath it because you're two years old. <laughs> right. I did like, though, when they got to uh, Charles's accomplice's house that he did the classic... I thought it, I thought this was a very clever kill because he just you know blew out the pilot light, let the gas from the stove fill the the house because he knew he was gonna shoot it. I thought that was very well done. That was pretty smart. I also liked. Uh, I think my favorite kill, and I hate to say it because it was the black man, <laughs> but he didn't die first, so that's good. Yeah, that's, that's progress. But I did enjoy the whole voodoo. Aspect. so he meets this man who's like i guess a voodoo priest that he like hangs out with <laughs> yeah i really i was really bummed when they when the at the very beginning of the movie when he does the incantation i'm like okay so he's into that shit i was really hoping they just that was not explained that they just were like this is a fact that this killer is into voodoo and they don't dive any further into it. But then they just, they didn't dive further into it. They just dipped a toe. It's like, well, we have a Haitian black man. Why do they hang out? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that relationship is not established, but I do enjoy the fact that it was like, I don't know. Chucky just has this like one Haitian dude friend who's like, to the point where he paints a mural of the two of them in his house. Right, yeah. Where he's, like, naked and, like, bowing down to him. So, post-racial, I guess. But it seems like, yeah, (laughs) it should have been way more of a plot point for how detailed those just random things were. Like, they were way more than throwaways, but they were definitely treated like throwaways. Yeah. Like, I want to see a remake, but it's a prequel (laughs) to just those those two hanging out. Because they, like, bring his file out, you know? They bring the the voodoo guy's file out, like, well, this was a known, like, associate of his. It's like, what, did they meet in fucking jail? He seemed like an upstanding Christian voodoo gentleman. Like, I don't (laughs) think he would have gone to jail. (laughs) You're right. Especially because he's like, no, I'm going to let you fucking die because you're an abomination, Chucky. But then Chucky's like, I have your voodoo doll. Which is like, wait, why why do you have a voodoo doll of yourself? Yeah, and why do you have it hidden in your house and tell your clients? One of which he, is a serial killer right, that you and, know is a serial killer. <laughs> and he also said client, so I'm like, well, what does he sell? What's going on? They set up all these nuggets of a nice voodoo backstory, and then they're just like, well, we're going to kill you. Well, almost immediately. Yeah. Almost immediately, because he, he finds him, gets the voodoo doll, like, breaks his leg, which was really... I, I have a thing, so I don't mind most gore, but I have an issue with seeing bones break. Oh, yeah. And that scene upset me. I was upset. I mean, you should have been... Yeah, just... Especially if, like, the bone pops out. Yeah, they just, like, they made his, his, his leg go all weird, and it made the noise and everything, and I was like, legs don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not a medical doctor, but I've seen enough legs. <laughs> All I know is a leg is not supposed to fucking bend that way in the middle of the leg. That's not okay. You should see a doctor. Man, I also loved how um uh, I have a random nice note. I'm going through my nice little bullet point check mark sheet. But uh I thought the like overall, ridiculous as things may or may not have been for the movie, I thought it was paced out rather nicely. You know, it's I like because you're like, well, all this shit happened well, and it, you're like, oh, it's only been, it's the middle of the movie. Like, where the fuck is this going? And they things, and it didn't seem like slow. Like they just dragged this thing out for a half an hour, and then mm-hmm. action happened. I thought it was actually paced rather nicely. And then mm-hmm. I also like, <clears throat> excuse me, I like that almost everyone. <laughs> was shooting everyone that had a gun shot with, like, Stormtrooper-like precision. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, this doll is, like, headless, and ar- and you're only managing to pick it off limb by limb? Shoot the chest. And then she was even above it, point blank, and couldn't shoot its heart through its back, which, in you know, even in real life, is very possible. 
let alone, <laughs> let alone this tiny doll that's not that thick. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a big issue with just like, how how is anyone being like bested by this doll? Like, why is anyone just kicking the shit out of this doll when it comes at them? Like, I don't get it. Because we have the scene, because another thing I did not remember, we don't actually see Chucky, like, animated, like, full on until, which I think is actually done very well. Because for the most part, all the other kills kind of just happen. We don't see him. We see, like you said, the point of view. You know, we see maybe his hand doing something. We never actually see the doll until after Andy has been sent to like the hospital because they think and they think Andy's the suspect because Andy definitely yeah. threw a woman out of a window. <laughs> like, yeah, he definitely did that. And the mom realizes that the doll has been talking, like as its doll self without batteries, and she like threatens it, and then finally it gets it, like Andy yeah. for the first time, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. That was good. Yeah, I. Just something about seeing a children's doll. Like, I'll fucking kill you. That was but also. It was kind of. It wasn't scary, but it was very startling. Yeah, it was. It was more like the mouth on that doll. I know it's filthy. This is where. And, and he's a biter. I was like, oh, Chucky, right. stop it. This is actually where the toy makers got inspiration for what became the Furby doll. Um, just this demonic <laughs> little piece of shit. I was so scared of my Furby doll. Well, especially when you heard stories of people, or like when they would mess up and just repeat things on loops and be like demonic. And then you had stories of people like microwaving them for some reason. It's like, oh yeah, if you microwave your Furby, it like starts saying all this crazy shit. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's a sentient being that you shoved in a microwave. <laughs> People were actually doing that. Oh, man. I swear you could probably find a video of someone doing it. But, you know, it's fun. So speaking of the children, the talking, like the children's toys, because like this movie was inspired by like actual kids toys. And also like it definitely isn't the first movie where you have a doll comes to life. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Twilight Zone episode talking to Tina. Yes, 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 yes. Which till this day is fucking scary. Because Saki Tina yeah. was a terrifying thing. But she was based off of, like, Chatty Cathy, which I did not know was a toy. I've only heard that as, like, bitch, you talk too much, Chatty Cathy. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, it actually was an actual toy. And the funny thing is, I also read that it was um, partially based off of a movie that I just saw, like, two weeks ago. I don't know if you've seen Trilogy of Terror. I've not. Yeah, it's, like, a weird... It was, like, a TV movie from the 70s. It was a horror and it stars Karen Black, and there's like three, like just like mini stories within the movie. And the last one is where uh, Karen Black's character is being chased around her apartment by like a little like Zuni like fetish doll thing that like is evil. So it just like, chases her around. But it's so much like Chucky because Chucky like is also little, runs around, bites a lot, like <laughs> is like kind of chaotic and shit. And it's the same goddamn thing. Just a little inspiration, a little trivia. Yeah. Oh, man. I haven't thought about that Twilight Zone episode in a while. Oh, crazy. I was, I was team talky Tina because that husband was abusive and I well, yeah. loved it. Yeah. I stand that was, her. That was another one, too, not to get off topic, but like you don't see the doll killing. It's like things happen. Mm -mm. And then I've always liked that, that technique that, again, horror filmmakers really good ones really like to utilize is a bad thing happens and you may see like the split second after like the stab or the whatever but they don't need to waste time showing you it's like you you know what getting stabbed looks like that's not the terrifying part it's mm -hmm. like the suspense leading to it and then like waiting to see the thing yeah. Really, really no, good job. I, I agree. I, I think some of my favorite horror movies do that, where you don't necessarily see the monster or the killer until the very end. And it's I think it's something that's been like, I could go on and on about the horror genre of recent years. I think it's getting a resurgence, but there was that moment or that time, I think through most of the 2000s, where we just saw like a lag and just good stuff. But I think it's gotten to the point where a lot of audiences have forgotten that so many movies would use that like back in the day but now when i think creators try to do that the audience doesn't like it because they're waiting to see the monster and if the monster doesn't fit 
what they want they hate it and it's like no it's actually really great when you don't get to see the monster and you let yourself kind of like use your own imagination of what happened but this still works terry i mean terry who the fuck's terry chucky (laughs) who is she but um no the chucky reveal is good and his his mouth is filthy oh yeah one of my favorite so lines <laughs> is when he's going back to the apartment. To, it's like, oh, that's where Andy's going. I'm going to fucking kill him. And that old couple, yeah. they see him and he's just sitting there. It's like, don't move it. Like, they'll come back for it. And the the wife is just like, what an ugly thing. And they leave. And as it's going up, he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I laughed out loud at that part. <laughs> that was pretty good. I laughed out loud at, um... When the kid, <laughs> when Andy goes to light Chucky on fire, and he's just like, I'm your friend till the end. And he goes, this is the end, friend. Yo. <laughs> and I'm just like, like. Yes, Andy. <laughs> I was like, man, if you hadn't just like not acted your way out of a paper bag for the last hour and a half, I might have been more excited. <laughs> you know, he did have one good moment, like actor moment where, um, when uh i think it's when again when he's in the hospital and chucky first shows up and he gets really scared he's like crying it was actually pretty convincing and i wondered what they did to that kid before to make him cry like beat him they 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 left him alone in a dark room it's like well we're all taking a break but you stay here and then they had one of the extras dressed up as chucky like yo i'm gonna find you and i will kill you until the director gets back I mean, it's wildly abusive, but I do love reading about, like, old Hollywood and the things they did to kids to make them, like, perform. Oh, dude. And yeah. I want to say at one point they made Shirley Temple cry by telling her that her dog was dead or something. <laughs> like, oh, man. They, they, like, really fucked with this kid. Yeah. I would not have liked to grown up a child actor at any point, but especially pre-1990. And you know when they told her that, they were, like, the guy was, like, chain smoke. He's like, oh, yeah. Your fucking dog's dead. <laughs> Shirley. Shirley, your dog's dead. Shirley, your dog's dead. S- smoking from his throat hole. Because I also. Your dog's assume. dead and action. <laughs> I thought, again, overall, I thought it was a solid movie, like, even viewing it in my modern frame of mind. Uh, I did think the ending was kind of anticlimactic. <clears throat> was kind of anti. <laughs> it was like that. It was just kind of shitty. No, I thought it was anticlimactic. It wasn't like the worst ending in the history of endings, but I'm just like, it was this nice thrill of this thing is dead and then it's not. And then somehow its headless body went through the vents, <laughs> figured out the vent system. <laughs> and then they're all like, and I mean, this could have added like another half an hour to the movie but you know it's like do you believe me now it's like well i believe you but who's gonna believe me and i'm like are they are we gonna see like the the trial (laughs) are we gonna see someone framed for murder and then it's just like okay bye (laughs) no i just want an endless loop of the doll coming back to life and then calling other cops in so eventually there's like 50 cops in the apartment and they're all just doing the same thing of like who's gonna believe me hey victor get in here (laughs) it's like yeah. <laughs> hey, Schmitty. Hey, Pulaski, get in here. <laughs> We're in Chicago, so, you know. These are appropriate names, yeah. Those are names that exist here. Yeah. And then it'd just be like, I don't know, late 80s, who was who was the mayor? Be like, hey, Ron, get in here. <laughs> you won't believe it. <laughs> also, our cops are from New York and not from Chicago. To give me an Italian beef. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, Child's Play definitely isn't my favorite movie, but I think it's a good one to just like get together with your favorite people, have a few beers, watch this ridiculous movie. You'll have fun. You will be able to sleep well. Yeah. Unless you're eight-year-old me and you dream about your Barbies coming to life and killing you. Yeah, that that was rough after watching that. I had to put all my Barbies in a box. It was, <laughs> it was traumatizing. I can't risk it. <laughs> so, you know, I thought it'd be fun if we 
reimagine Chucky, uh, Child's Play. See how you got me calling it Chucky? It's not Chucky, it's Child's Play. If it was made with a predominantly black cast. Because I feel like it'd be very different. The reality is that we we just move different. <laughs> we just move different. There's certain things that happen in horror movies that I'm like, only white people. It, it won't happen to me because I wouldn't do that in the first right. place. Um, I think it it's really interesting the different paths it could take. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> um, if you uh, so if if Charles Lee Ray, uh, Ray comma Charles, if you will, uh, <laughs> if if he was black, and that's let's just go with, uh, he's dying. He's bleeding out in a toy store, and he's like, I need to transfer my soul to something. And then as he collapses, the last thing he can grab is going to be his new body. And it's this white-ass Chucky doll. He'd be like, he'd be like, oh, hell no. Nah. And then he'd die. <laughs> and, and that was it. <laughs> that's, one, that's one possibility that I think. Well, one, the one I thought of, and now I think of it, I think the reality is that when you recast these movies and like you really write it from like, this is actual black people reacting to something. Most horror movies end very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> From my point of view, it's um, so it goes as far as, uh, you know, after he gets his ass beat after spilling all that food around, because he will. His <laughs> 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 mom, like, she's like, okay, I'll buy this motherfucker a fucking toy, a fucking toy for his birthday. Or buy his, his gift. So she gets him the, the PJs or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever the little toy she got him and he was not pleased with. And he's like, no, mom, I really wanted a Chucky doll. And she's like, you get what you get. And that's what he gets. And that's the end of the movie. It's like, there would be no going to an alley to get the fucking doll. It's like, I'm sorry. I was told no plenty of times. I got plenty of gifts I didn't want. I said, thank you. I accepted it. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. This t-shirt's going to be a sleep shirt. Thank you, John Mulaney. My my mom never pulled a a jingle all the way to find me a toy around the city. Like, no, you got what you got, and that was it. Movie ends. And and even if you go slightly past that, it's like, hey, uh, let's go outside and buy this doll. I'm buying no fucking alley-ass doll. (laughs) And then they get there, it's like, it's like, they're $100. It's like, 50. And then the friend, it's like, 10. And he's like, 30. It's like, hell not. And then they'd leave again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, it's like that's a $10 doll. It's like, you need my business. My bitch ass kid doesn't need this. I t- he got a hammer and pajamas. I know. Like, well, CD, you are the doll at this point. You tr- you're dressed like him. Yeah. You got the hammer. <laughs> right. Or like if that, uh, I'm sad to say it, but if it was a little black kid with a doll on the train heading south, no one would look bad in eyes. So that that part would have happened. Yeah. Ugh. There'd be no questions asked. Yeah. Or like <laughs> that when the cops like, you can't go to that part of town. It's a bad part of town like town this time of night. It'd be like Go back to that part of town because <laughs> you live there more than likely. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, like if Chicago is as segregated as it was as it is now and, and probably worse, right? The reality is that they wouldn't even live in Lakeview. Oh, exactly. No, they would have already lived on Stony Island. <laughs> yeah, they would have lived in that neighborhood. Yeah, like, Chucky would have been like, "Yo, I need to go. I need you to go next door." <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's very bleak, but it's true. Yeah. Oh, this mm. took a turn. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and we're like in the middle of a pandemic too, where the South Side is being hit disproportionately strong, or like roughly. So it's like, uh. yeah. Yeah, thank God Tom Holland isn't directing this now with an all-black cast. We need Jordan Peele. <laughs> I just want Jordan Peele to direct everything from now on. Yeah. <laughs> the next Freaky Friday. <laughs> Not that that's a horror movie. I think he'd just do wonders with it. Honestly, Freaky Friday is a scary premise on its own. Like, you're in your mom's body. Yeah, I don't want that in the slightest. Like, in the OG Freaky Friday, the mom's married. And I think there's a scene where the mom, like the dad, like tries to get it, and Ugh. she's like, "No!" And I'm like, "Ah!" 
that just reminds me again i I don't want to steal your thunder and get off tangent but uh no go for it there's this one do you know the it's the bravo channel and for some reason in like the the mid-aughts they had this like top like 100 scariest movie countdown and Um, i watch it all the time yeah i would watch that all the time and i I just and i just remember um it was like a nice way of getting the spark notes of what people considered scary to some degree and i really liked this stuck out in my mind that number 75 give or take was the original Willy Wonka. And then I'm like, what the hell oh, is this? Yeah. But then when like when they explain it, you're like, okay, it's like this eccentric chocolatier invites these five children into his factory and one by one they start disappearing for being bad. And I'm like, okay, yeah, when you say it that way, that sounds weird as hell. I mean, that for, for kids, that movie's actually scary. And I would love in the future to do an episode where um, instead of covering like one movie, we just cover a bunch of like scary shit from movies that are not horror movies, but are like, no, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, we'll ask my mom, see what she wants to hear. Yeah, we'll, we'll let her like, she can, honestly, if she just wants to pay us, we can just make this podcast whatever she wants it to be. Yeah. Yeah, this goes for uh, my mom and her bridge club. Anyone that is willing to pay <laughs> can have custom curated content. Yes, Patreon exclusive, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was Child's Play. Yeah, the crown jewel of 1988. Yeah, I mean, this is just the beginning. We chose this one, like I said, because it takes place in our city. But I am looking so forward to watching more stuff and talking about it with you. Because the possibilities are truly endless. I know. As long as there are movies to be watched and opinions to be had. <laughs> we're employed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I use that loosely because we're not getting paid. But like I said, I mean, I have a Venmo. So if y'all want to. Yeah. <laughs> some money in there. Like, I will gladly plug my Venmo. Yeah, um, there's zero shame on plugging here. Yeah, I mean, in which case, what do you want to plug? Like, what's your social media? Like, what do you do, Andrew? Oh, what do I do? Uh, Man, I just post some music things I do, some comedy things I do. Uh, I honestly don't know many of my social media handles. Uh, You can follow me on Instagram at Andrew John Baldwin. All one word. J-O-H-N for the John. You can also, I wouldn't mind plugging our little sketch comedy group. Yes, you sh- yes, you should, yes. Uh, you should follow that. That's some solid black content if ever there was some. Absolutely. I mean, we have the the show oh, that's yeah. posted, like the full show that we did in February posted. So if you guys want to watch that, you should. You should. It is. There's a sketch about Shook Knight hiding in kids' closets. Yes. Uh, a game show on a plantation yes uh interracial blind dates it it runs the gamut of legitimacy <laughs> to <laughs> complete craziness yes but yeah you can follow that instagram at i think it's diversity higher comedy sounds about right yeah sounds right Dude, what things do you want to plug um I will plug my Instagram is say underscore Smythe. That's S-E-Y underscore S-M-Y-T-H-E. I'm on Twitter, but like I don't really, you know, I should start tweeting more. Um, that's say anything, but it's like S-E-Y underscore anything. I know, very creative. Um, and I have another podcast. I'll plug that. It's called Everybody Wants Something. It's a Degrassi Junior High podcast. And... Yeah, it's a fun time. Right now we're doing some bonus episodes where we're, aside from just doing Degrassi, we're talking about just like really great, like nostalgic cult 80s movies, like teen movies and stuff. So check that out. I would check, I would check everything that was mentioned out because we're some of the funniest people I know. We're so funny. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. I mean, I know you, I think we triggered an asthma attack from this one episode. That's true. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The one person that 
is having an attack and being rushed to the hospital, we're sorry that there are probably no hospital beds available for you. And you don't. But I hope hope you didn't stop the episode when it started. Like, it has to keep going so we can get the listen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, thank you for listening. Uh, We're going to keep making shit and I hope you like it. Yes. Please like it. Please like us. (laughs) Like us, please. So thirsty.